Hi, and welcome to the CDNFI podcast, where we discuss all things related to front-end optimization, web performance, and emerging technologies. Hi, I'm Jamie, and I'm joined with Peter James. He's the chairman and co-founder of hosting service Ninefold, director of Australian ISP IINet, and chairman of uh, telecommunications company Macquarie Telecom. So today, we're going to be talking about um, open source languages, web performance, and businesses in Australia. So to get things started, do you mind telling everyone a little bit about yourself, Peter? Uh Um, Thank you, Jamie, and uh, hello, everyone. Look, as I was saying before, um, all I've ever done in business is technology, and and I go back to the days of, uh, believe it or not, punch paper tape and punch uh, cards. Hmm. Um, what uh, What I love about technology is how it enables people uh, to connect, to change lives, and uh, to build new business models, uh, which are constantly changing. So it's the, uh, I call it the thrill of the chase, Jamie, about uh, trying to stay, I wouldn't say ahead of the curve, but trying to stay with the curve of the internet, of the web, uh, and of the uh, connected world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, you, you actually... Um... You're actually based in Australia, and uh, it seems like quite an, an, an interesting place to start a business, uh, as you already know. But for those looking to move there to open up their own company, what advice would you actually give them? Yeah, look, a comment, a comment first. I, I, I live in Sydney. I'm based in Sydney, but I'm fortunate to be able to travel the world, uh, particularly to Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. where I've got uh, some business interests, particularly around Ninefold. Um, but also up into Asia and other parts of the world looking at emerging technologies because Australia's a long way, as you know, from, from elsewhere and uh, all of us are, are keen to uh, keep abreast of what's happening. And, you know, the advice um, I'd, I'd give um, to anyone looking to open a business, start a business, particularly if it's, if it's based around technology in Australia, is the same um, as, as pretty much I'd give them anywhere in the world. Um, and I'll talk about some of the market specifics in a moment, but anyone in today's uh, world uh, should be looking at focus, uh, that great old F word as I call it, Um, you know, really focus on your customers uh, and uh, with uh, some of the new technologies such as Ruby on Rails and some of the platforms that we'll talk about, it is quite easily to test your business proposition, to spin up a proof of concept, to get it out early and to iterate rather than sit there and do, we've all got to do research, but the best research is that which is uh, real world, customer focused, MVP, minimum viable uh, product or proposition. Mm-hmm. Um, the other comment I'd make is, you know, Australians are early adopters of technology. As I said, we, um, being a long way from, uh, you know, perhaps other parts, Europe and the US, uh, we tend to be self-sufficient. Uh, I read a, a statistic the other day that said our uptake of, of wearable technology is one of the highest in the world. Um, and, and then over many years, our uptake of mobile um, technology uh, and the like um, was certainly right up there with some of the most uh, advanced uh, advanced countries. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and a good sense of humour. I mean, we Aussies, uh, uh, we can't hide that. Um, we uh, We tend to be very passionate about what we do, very passionate about the team, but uh, try not to take um, the individual um, too seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, 
Well, I, I was actually quite interested in um, the, from a business point of view, what would you say are the greatest opportunities for businesses in Australia right now? Well, if, if you think about Australia, um, we've had a um, very strong economy, even through um, the uh, global financial crisis, mm-hmm. um, partly because uh, of um, conservative uh, financial um, policies, but also because of a very large uh, resource uh, community which has underpinned our economy. Um, so that the things, the, the industries or the opportunities that are um, uh, are doing well here, um, anything that is in the financial sector, the education sector, the health sector, um, and these are, and, and particularly when we apply technology, emerging technologies um, across these industries, and, and obviously anything to do with e-commerce, they're the um, perhaps the same as elsewhere in the world, um, but they are particularly uh, the industries uh, in Australia that um, that are emerging and doing well. Yeah, that seems that's quite interesting actually. It seems like every day there's a new cloud and storage provider on the web. I'm curious to know why you started Ninefold and what makes it stand out from the crowd. The um, a, a couple of reasons, um, and we started Ninefold. Um, as, as you mentioned before, um, in 2011, mm-hmm. um, which was the, uh, uh, in many ways, an early, uh, the early days of the cloud. Um, we built it ourselves after uh, quite a bit of market research. And um, as, as you said, I'm a director, a chairman of Macquarie Telecom, mm-hmm. and uh, it was and, and is Macquarie Telecom that um, backs uh, Ninefold, and in fact Ninefold is a wholly owned subsidiary. So backed by Telco um, with a proud history of um, uh, data centres, um, managed hosting, it was an adjacency for that company, albeit through a separate brand and perhaps a separate culture, to um, spin off a business focused initially on infrastructure as a service, mm-hmm. selling compute, storage and internet. And what then happened is our customers, which were typically and are typically um, the startups, the uh, tech-savvy entrepreneurs, um, came onto the pl- on, came onto the uh, onto the cloud, and and we were built into two data centres uh, here in Australia, owned by our parent Macquarie um, here in Sydney. Mm-hmm. But then we found our customers primarily for latency, and because their customers, our customers' customers, were in fact uh, often in the US, we we then built into a third-party data centre down in San Jose on the West Coast. So there we were, um, after a short amount of time, with um, an infrastructure as a service cloud, um, with data centres in Australia and then into the US. But like any good business, you have to iterate, you have to morph um, and you have to pivot uh, so that we continued to grow and we moved up the stack and the... Uh, the um, additional service layer that we built uh, was to build our own platform as a service. Mm-hmm. So uh, we then uh, built that on top of our infrastructure and uh, today, um, as you know, we operate that platform uh, both uh, here in Australia but more and more uh, in the US uh, and particularly around the Silicon Valley area. Yeah, I mean, it's quite an interesting choice that you went for actually because... Um yeah, Ninefold is, is is focused on Ruby on Rails. I'm just I'm just curious of why you chose Ruby on Rails. 
Yeah, it's um, uh, it's it's a it's a good question. Um, so we've we've built an app deployment platform, and the world, as you know, is about applications, mm-hmm. and developers are happiest when they're uh, coding, when they're shipping code, and uh, when they're getting their code, their apps out into production. They are unhappiest when uh, they're having to worry about DevOps and all the infrastructure that often goes with deploying their apps. So it was a reasonably straightforward um, decision to build a platform Mm -hmm. which enabled developers to quickly spin up their app. Um, The notion uh, is, Jamie, that uh, um, we're a platform that ultimately um, is extensible and can, uh, where we can deploy um, almost any, uh, any uh, app in any language. Mm-hmm. But going back to the F word that I used before, focus, mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in focus. Uh, we chose uh, Ruby on Rails. Uh, we believe it's the preeminent language of the web. And uh, we have built out our first offering focused on Ruby on Rails. And again, the F word um, targeting uh, the communities in and around San Francisco uh, and Silicon Valley. Um, that's not to say that we aren't servicing and we have customers all over Australia and, and you know, particularly all over the US. Mm-hmm. We attend conferences from in every part of the US, um, but heavily focused uh, initially anyway on San Francisco, Silicon Valley, and the first offering is Ruby on Rails. Yeah, you've actually grown quite considerably in the last uh, three years. Like you said, you've you've expanded in to the to the US. Um, so you, your main target was Australia, and you've grown. So I'm just I'm quite curious to know like where where your um, next place will be um, somewhere in Europe or. <laughs> it's it's again a question. Um, a question we get asked, ultimately, we will go where our customers take us. Yeah. Um, we certainly have, uh, have plans to, uh, to build into another data center on the east coast of the US. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we speak, um, some of our biz dev people are talking uh, to um, uh, customers and opportunities uh, in the UK and in Europe. So, But look, there's a lot more for us to do. In, uh, in the US, but uh, we, uh, we are getting inquiries and getting customers and we're a self-service model, uh, pay only for what you use, uh, credit card based. So we often don't know who our customers are, although we're passionate about the support we provide, mm-hmm. um, but we can tell the geographic areas they're coming from, primarily the US, but um, from all over the world. So I guess, uh, Jamie, watch this space, we'll see ultimately where our customers take us yeah um well hopefully you expand uh, into into manchester <laughs> uh, 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 i think that the uh, when when there's an aussie an aussie game of cricket there um which i'm sure you follow uh test cricket in manchester isn't that one of the uh yeah the great yeah great sporting event? yeah yeah it's quite it's quite a big uh, sporting event over here so um mm. which which lasts which lasts for weeks and weeks and weeks so and sometimes um, get a result <laughs> yeah so for those that don't know ruby was actually founded in 1995 and it's a simple to use and open source language allowing uh, devs to build frameworks like ruby on rails do you think it's important for providers like yourself to use more open source languages and frameworks 
it, it's interesting that the short answer is yes. Um, mm -hmm. I had the pleasure and the privilege of introducing Sir Tim Berners-Lee on his uh, TBL Down Under tour, and, and I'm sure um, all of the listeners would know that uh, Sir Tim, is, as he is known, uh, was the founder of uh, the World Wide Web, and uh, his comment at the time was, this is for everyone. Um, and for someone who's been around technology a long time, I grew up in the days of proprietary systems where you were locked into a vendor's hardware, a vendor's operating system, uh, and or a vendor's uh, software. Uh, and I'm pleased to say those days are gone, so um, or largely gone. Mm -hmm. uh, so the world of, of open, open source, open systems, um, such as Ruby, such as Ruby on Rails, where the community owns it, and where the language um, may have been written as Ruby was um, by Matt's, uh, uh, the Japanese um, uh, software guru academic. Um, mm -hmm. Ultimately, it's the community who owns it, um, who gives it life, who um, commits to it and, and, and uh, develops it. Uh, and it just means that um, software in particular can be so much more powerful if you've got open source repositories of code such as GitHub, of Bitbucket, etc., where people can build code and uh, deploy it, uh, but make it available to others. Yeah. And, and then have open source languages and frameworks such as Ruby on Rails. So um, it is uh, definitely um, the way of today and the way of the future. And, and certainly something that Ninefold is absolutely committed to. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it's all about ease of use, isn't it, as well? And, and uh, Yes, alone, and, yeah. and uh, it was interesting. We had um, Matt um, uh, attend a, uh, an event, a, a developer event, yeah. sponsored by Ninefold at he, our city. He, he gave a talk, didn't he, at, at Ninefold? He did. Yeah. He did, and, and uh, he, he talked about it, and one of our... Uh, developers who's been around as long as I have talked about how long it took to program in some of the old IBM 360 for anyone listening who remembers those days and, and the power and the functionality of modern and the ease of use of modern languages mm -hmm. and, and Jamie it's one of the reasons why we went with Ruby because as I said before it's so easy to uh, build an app and to uh, do a proof of concept get feedback from the market and then iterate quickly rather than perhaps years ago when I first uh, went to university and, and learnt to code um, where, you know, it took a long, long time to get any uh, functionality out uh, mm. to a user or into the market. Yeah, I mean, like, like now um, at university, I, I don't think actually they teach, especially not in the UK, they don't actually teach frameworks. They still focus on the language. But um, I had, I've had this question quite a few times come up in, in previous um, podcasts where, um, where we're always um, discussing which is better to actually learn the language itself or just jump onto the, the framework. And um, and to be honest, it's probably, it is easier to, to learn the, the, the language because you'll have like a, a, a big understanding of how things work. But if you're looking to build something, it's easier to just to dive in and, and get into a framework and... It, yeah. It's a it's a really good um, again a good debate and, and I've seen it every way um, so that and, and I, I do think the more traditional educational facilities and universities um, aren't always going to be able to keep up with how fast some of this open source 
technology is moving. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, today there's coding schools, um, particularly for Ruby on Rails, popping up um, all over the world, mm -hmm. um, aimed at getting new developers into the market. And often those developers, and, and I look at our own Ninefold developers, these are really smart, highly qualified people, but their base university tertiary education may be in something else. Um, it could be in Southeast uh, Asian politics for one or sociology or communications or philosophy. And then they've gone um, and, and picked up um, some open source technology and, and away they go. And then you've got the other approach where they do a more traditional structured approach to, to computer science. And I mean, they've both got their place. But the days of um, just learning technology at university are, are well, well and truly past us. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like you mentioned before, Nine, Ninefold was actually founded back in, in 2011, and it has grown considerably over the last few years to places in Australia and the United States. When you first started out, did you expect the demand to be so high, particularly in places like Australia, and how did you handle it? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question, Jamie. Look, we did some market research, mm -hmm. and we um, all of the indicators were that this was a... Uh, um, an emerging market and likely to be a hot market. So um, I, I wouldn't say it's been a total surprise. Um, nonetheless, it's uh, pleasing to get confirmation of the early work that you've done. Um, we, uh, as I said, are backed by a very large uh, telco, publicly listed. So everything we did from day one uh, was uh, commercial grade, enterprise grade, uh, and uh, we had... An appropriate amount of funding. So um, while uh, the growth, as you say, has been uh, very, very solid, um, we did build um, the uh, original infrastructure uh, cloud that we launched in 2011 and then the platform, um, which uh, we did an MVP into the market in September of last year and then uh, a more commercial, fully functional release in uh, May of this year, April, May of this year, um, both uh, the infrastructure and the platform um, were built to scale. I mean, that's what uh, the cloud is about. That's what our business model is about. So, um, yes, uh, exciting, pleasing. Uh, you know, sometimes, um, you know, we've moved uh, perhaps a little quicker than we thought and certainly the morphing into the US. Mm -hmm. um, but again, um, good people and backed by Macquarie Telecom. I think of the reason. The, the other comment I'd add in, in terms of opening up into a new market, again, in a connected world, um, you know, we were able to um, locate and hire some good local people, um, originally, initially working out of co-working spaces. Um, it's, it's the way of working has changed uh, and, mm -hmm. and the ability with a lot of internet uh, and connectivity um, to and, and uh, the World Wide Web uh, to launch a business into another country, um, you know, is, uh, I wouldn't say it's trivial, but it's, it's a lot easier than it used to be. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's quite an exciting journey as well to, especially to, to expand into a different country. <laughs> I mean, that's, that'll be quite exciting to do. And um, the, the one, the, because um, I was, I was looking to Ninefold and, and a big part of what, what Ninefold is, is, is performance. Performance is, is a vital part of any site or app, um, so without it, it actually gives gives users a, 
without performance actually gives users a, a disjointed experience, which ultimately um, makes them want to leave. So would you say that this is an important part, not just for Ninefold, but for every site on the web to actually focus on performance? We, uh, we believe that performance is, uh, is quite fundamental to um, the success uh, of our business um, and it's quite fundamental to the success of our customers' business. Uh, most of our customers um, are web-based uh, businesses and for them, uh, response times, um, the customer experience um, is, uh, is top priority and that's not just about latency and it's interesting um, you know, we talk to a lot of developers who spend a lot of time on the UX, on the UI, um, and, you know, just making sure their web site and the, the whole customer engagement is, is first class, world class. Um, but as we point out to them, if the performance of the app on the underlying platform um, is not, uh, and there's all sorts of statistics around uh, to prove this, if that um, uh, performance of the app uh, is not consistently fast, um, it simply costs business because you know, customers' attention um, is distracted. So, uh, you know, we call out performance. We're built onto our own infrastructure. We focus, at least in this early offering, on Ruby on Rails, and we're able to tune that stack uh, for... Um, ultra-fast um, performance. Mm -hmm. uh, and what we also call our journey, it's not just about the average. Uh, it's not about the mean. In fact, that can be a distraction. You know, we, we encourage people to look at the edge cases because those edge cases, cases typically are customers, real-life customers who may, in an averaging situation, not be seen, but their experience may not be a good one. Um, so that... Um, Performance uh, is important and interestingly we, um, we're starting to attract the attention of some of the e-commerce uh, platforms and sites and there's a, a great uh, open source e-commerce app called Spree which is in fact written in Ruby and we are, um, I would say on a daily basis now, adding customers who use Spree uh, to underpin their businesses because of the speed and, and the consistent performance uh, they can get on our platform. So we, we encourage anyone who's running um, a web app, um, have a look at performance and, and all that performance means. Yeah, I mean, you, you can, um, I would, it, like you just said, it is, it's, so, it's such an important aspect. And uh, with, with uh, customers today, well, users, they, uh, they get distracted quite easily. I mean, I, I do. When I'm on the web, if something doesn't load within a few seconds, I'm, I'm, I'm backing off then. And then that, in my mind, puts um, like a dirty image on the brand. Then I'm like, I'm not going to go back there because it was slow. So I'm just going to try and find someone else. Um, and that's like, that's more evident now in today's market because it's so saturated because there's so many other companies out there that um, just all do pretty much the same thing Um so if that doesn't work, you go somewhere else. So I would say, yeah, I would say performance is, is a vital aspect of any any site or, or app, really. Um, so as I actually mentioned earlier, you're the director of IINet, which is one of the leading internet service providers in Australia. And you're also the director of uh, Macquarie Telecom, which is Australia's top managed hosting and telecommunications company. 
what was it like being a part of big businesses um then working on a on a much smaller one like ninefold um look a couple of comments jamie um firstly a lot of fun um ninefold i mean a lot yeah. of hard work um but i along with my colleagues um have spent my my share of hours um, at booths um, pretty much uh, all over the US and Australia and other parts of the world, handing out T-shirts, uh, going to meetups, startup events, um, wearing the Ninefold T-shirt, which is uh, quite prominent, mm. and uh, uh, handing out uh, beer and pizza, which I must say is the currency of the community, and working yeah. with some really yeah. smart um, younger people, I might say, by my standards these days, um, everyone is younger. Uh, at least that's what I say. Um, so that it, look, it is it is a lot of fun, um, and you know, having the privilege to, you know, travel uh, regularly to Silicon Valley and, and other parts of the US and the world, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to perhaps uh, the uh, more traditional businesses um, of the larger companies you've mentioned, IINet. And Macquarie Telecom, but as I say, that they're not traditional either because um, they are technology businesses. They um, they disrupt, uh, and they need to constantly reinvent themselves and to iterate. So, one mm-hmm. of the the challenges and opportunities for any business, um, particularly if they're technology based, and and particularly if they're large like uh, Macquarie Telecom and IINet. Um, They've got to keep. Uh, they've got to keep iterating themselves. So, in both those companies, you know, we're very outward focused. We look at um, market trends um, uh, elsewhere in the world of what's happening in technology. But the one thing all of those businesses have in common, Ninefold, Ionet, and uh, Macquarie Telecom, is a passion for customers, net promoter scores, uh, and really trying to provide customer experience um, enabled by great technology. So, you know, many, um, in a way, many similarities. Um, I tend to wear jeans and T-shirt when I'm representing Ninefold and perhaps something a little more traditional um, mm. in the other companies, but they've all got this entrepreneurial, fast-moving uh, flavour because they have to in today's day yeah. and, uh, and age. Yeah, totally. Um Actually, because you, you mentioned before that you met Tim Bernard Lee, I was I was curious what it was like meeting him and what what, what he told you. Um, look, the first thing I'd say is a gentleman. For someone who has <laughs> achieved so much, mm-hmm. um, as I said in my um, introduction, and then afterwards, I think he'd, he'd achieved uh, built the World Wide Web in his thirties, and, and as I said, most people would have been happy to say, "Well, that's that's enough for anyone. That's enough for five lives achievement." <laughs> Um, so he didn't stop there, he didn't go and play golf, but he's still as passionately involved today in open source, um, in the future of uh, the web. Um, I really bonded with him. You know, I, we, we spent quite a bit of time talking. I've got pictures of, of he and I together and I've sent them off to him and, you know, we, we do keep in touch. Mm-hmm. He's a gentleman, you know, for someone who's achieved so much, and an absolutely engaging speaker. So he filled large, um, the Sydney Town Hall and other large venues with people from all walks of life. And, and he is a very, very engaging speaker, but a gentleman and a nice guy to boot. 
Oh, that's cool. So to finally, um, to finally wrap up, have you got any upcoming projects that you're excited to be working on, or things in the pipeline for Ninefold? Uh, look, Ninefold's constantly, um, uh, constantly uh, iterating. Um, we are constantly building out our functionality. We keep really close to the communities, and uh, they're guiding us in terms of the capability of the platform. Um, we're, we are very focused on, on Ruby, uh, Ruby on Rails, mm -hmm. uh, but ultimately we will move into um, other areas, other services, other languages. Uh, the east coast of the US is something uh, that we're pretty focused on. Uh, and as I said uh, before, Jamie, uh, before too long, I expect that we will be uh, a bit closer to where you are today, um, you know, probably within the next 12 months. Oh, that's cool. Well, it's actually, it's been quite an honour and uh, a pleasure talking to you, Peter. Um, so thanks for coming on to the podcast. Great, Jamie, and uh, all the best to you and your listeners. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out more great podcasts over on cdnfi.com forward slash blog.